What it do, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. In this stew, Nick the Quick. Early. Let's get it. Let's get it. It's the morning shift. We're shooting this Wednesday morning, Black Wednesday, as they call it, before Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. Had to uh, do the morning shift because the Bulls got off uh, and played a game against the Lakers last night at Staples. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about the Bears' upcoming week. It's a tough one in Philly. We're going to break that down. And then, uh, like I say, if we have time for anything else, we'll talk about that too. No catch up Chicago. For Chicago, by Chicago. Listen up. Big Nick the Quick. First off, what's good? How you living? What's going on, man? It's been been a minute. Been a couple weeks, right? Yeah, been a couple weeks, yeah. man. You know, last time we chopped it up, the Bears had won back-to-back games. So, yeah. you know, that's a long time ago. It's optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, that was a while ago. Right. Uh, gee, what's been up? How you living? Pretty good, man. Pretty good, man. Not too much. Uh, went out this Saturday. I think I was telling you about that. Shout out Will. He took us to, uh, to his concert with the... Uh, with, with this guy, Nightmare, boys. yeah. Border yeah. went out there. Edder went out there. Shout out Edder on getting engaged. Big Edder time, and Rachel. Congrats. Big time, yeah, definitely, man. Big time moves over there. Um, yeah, it was a good time, man. So I went over there. Um, it was at Aragon Ballroom, which I thought I had been to before, but I haven't. Aragon Ballroom is dope. Yo, like the whole inside, yeah, yeah, that's a classic spot. If you haven't caught a show at Aragon Ballroom, man, highly suggest yeah. in Chicago. It's a very dope venue. I caught Future there. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good spot, man. Yeah, it was real cool. So just a real good night, man. How about you? Hey, man. Been chilling, bro. Nothing. Uh, same old, same old. I was out. Uh, I've been traveling a little bit, but for the most part, just been hanging out. You grinding still, still work, doing you know? the StubHub Little lifestyle out here? Yo, I haven't been catching too many <laughs> games recently. I actually went to that um, Champions Classic. That yeah, was the last oh, yeah. thing I, I hit, you which was Bagley, awesome. Right? I saw Bagley. He ended up getting poked in the eye and had to leave right. early. But, um, yeah, I saw Duke. I saw Michigan State, Kentucky, Kansas. Uh, really fun time. It was a better atmosphere than I thought. It was a little corporate just because it's a Tuesday night. For sure. And those are, it's an expensive ticket. So, right. I mean, it's a lot of old alumni there yeah, kind of yeah, kicking it. Downtown money, yeah. But Grayson Allen lost his mind. Yeah. He had a career high. I think he had like 38, if I remember correctly. Yeah. He was hitting everything. Everything. So that was cool, man. Yeah, that was the last game I picked. Uh, I checked. I checked out. And you know I'm not I'm not going to the United Center, so right. I had to sneak right. in there That's for, like a a non-Bulls for a non-Bulls game. non-Bulls affair. You know what I'm saying? Hey, um, <laughs> so who whose fan base was the best represented? Was it Michigan State or Kansas? Kansas. Kansas? Yeah. yeah. Kansas was in there. Well, this is the thing. I might have I just happened to be on that side. Right. Because it's split up, right? It's like right. It was like quadrants. Like, Kentucky, Kansas. Right. Like, there was like sides, and I happened to be on the Kansas side, so it might have looked a little bit like that. Yeah. But a lot, lot of Jay, lot of Jayhawks. A lot in the of, building. Dude, Jayhawks are Jayhawks are are pretty. Have you time been out around. to Lawrence before? Nah, never. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I went out there. I went out there uh, when I was looking at schools. It was a real good time. Yeah. No. Shout out. Uh, shout out the Jayhawks. Shout out that that Champions Classic, man. If we can keep that in Chicago for yeah. a long time, that'd be cool, man. Because that was. That was a cool experience. See the you know the top <coughs> the top four teams in the country play ball. Absolutely. All right, let's jump into these Bulls. Last night, it's so funny because you know how you do every day during the day, you start getting a little a little slow at work. You get a time to check your phone. You're like, yep. man, what hoops is on tonight? Click on the NBA tab. The only game on the whole docket is Bulls Lakers at nine thirty. At nine thirty. Yep. <laughs> like, all right. Like, okay, I guess this was what we're gonna have to rock with. Yeah. Then. Um. I was ex- going into the matchup. I was excited just because it's a lot of young dudes. Obviously, there's Lonzo and the whole hoopla around that. There's right. Kyle Kuzma, 
Um, there's our boy marketing. There's right. just it's just a young talent playing. Two bad teams, but yeah, a lot of young talent that you want to see. Obviously, we always want to see the Bulls and what they're going to do. But yeah, the Lakers are one of those teams that you would get excited to see for sure. Precisely, you yeah. know what I mean. So I was excited for the game going into the game, and I was really excited when the Bulls came out and were hooping early. Yep. Um, hustling their ass off. Playing D. Playing D. Set the, the tone was set by Chris Dunn. Yeah. He was out there doing his he's, thing. He's a monster on D. And he pinned Lonzo's shit. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Slapped this shit crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, it is funny. You know how when someone's going to the basket and you're like, this is, he's about to get this slapped. Yeah, yeah you knew it. When he, when he went to the bucket, I'm like, when he, he you know how you kind of, he, put, he like put the ball away yeah. from his body, like, I'm yeah. about to just roll this? Right. Like, nah, bro. Well, everything done. he does is slow. So, yeah, you knew, yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So, we get off to a great start. I mean, my boy, my favorite player in the world last night for about six minutes was Antonio Blakeney. Yeah. I'm like, this is one of the best. You, you've been waiting league. for that. You love that dude, man. <laughs> I'm like, this guy needs to play 35 minutes a game. Well, at one point, Stacey King was like, oh, he's the only guy on the entire roster that can get his own shot his off a of bounce. Yeah, that's what he said. And like, I'm thinking about him like, that might be true. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> It's so funny because, like, I think we were all kind of sipping that Kool-Aid at yeah. the time when it was going on. But Undra- um, Undrafted rookie's the only player that can, that can score off the dribble for us. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to start the game, it was I was very impressed with the energy, very impressed with they wanted to play ball. Chris yeah. Dunn was out there setting the tone. Um, Robin Lopez puts a shift in every single night. And he's and, playing against his brother. And playing against his brother yeah. and did the same exact thing last night. He was hustling. He was – he was setting high screens yep. for Chris Dunn and the guards yep. and crashing the glass like he always does, getting tip-ins. He, just looking, put, he puts in work, man. He puts in work. Every bro. night, every night. Simple as that. It's a shame he's still on this roster, but, yeah, he puts in work every night. Yeah, I mean, he, he sets a great example for those guys. Yeah. Like, Yo, you want to be in the league, this is how you got to work. He puts in a shift every night, like I always say. So it was good to see those dudes come out. Justin Holiday struggled. Yeah. Marketing was struggling, just shooting the ball. Denzel Valentine was doing his thing. Yep. Those three guys I just mentioned, Holiday, Valentine, and Markinen, even when they're not on, they are shooting that thing with confidence, which yeah. I love. I think Holiday's averaging like 16 or 17 attempts a game, something crazy. Yeah, that's his game. Yeah. yeah. Well, he gets the opportunity to. Yeah, he'll, never, just, he'll never get this chance again never. in his life, so he might as well shoot away. They're paying him. And I you bet you that's I mean? what his boys are telling yeah, him, too. Yeah, shoot. Like, yo, bro, you're in Chicago, yeah. man. Just rise and fire. He that played thing. 41 minutes last night. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so, rise and fire. He shot 10, he shot 10 three-pointers. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. So, I was happy with the energy early. And it was it was all energy, all hustle. And then kind of the second half happened. Is that is that how you were feeling with the first half? Anything else you want to kind of touch on with that? No, nah, man, you hit it right on. Like, the defense was on point in the first half. That's what I really noticed. Again, Chris Dunn uh, balling. Like, he's just a bulldog at the point of attack, and I love that. You yeah. know, I think his offensive game will kind of come around. He runs the team good enough. Um, but on defense, he's just a monster, and you need that. Um, yeah, first half, great. Second half just completely fell apart, really, in the second half of the third quarter. The Bulls just completely let it go, but – First half is exactly what you want to see. But they're a bad team, so they can't protect the lead. Yeah, at one point we were up 19, like right at the start of the – I think at half we were up 14. Yeah. And then to start the third quarter we went up to we as came much out, as 19. Right. And it, it was frustrating because we were running the offense in the first half. We were getting good shots. Mm-hmm. We were kind of – we kind of stuck to the game plan. And in the second half we were playing a lot of hero ball. 
we were playing a lot of one ISO ISO type games with bad shots, hoisting bad up shots. threes. And it, it, it was we, we just completely abandoned the game plan and what got us that 19 point lead. We completely let go. And then once that momentum started rolling, you know how it was, that goes. It was over with, yeah. And I mean the Lakers at the end of the day are a better team than the Bulls. They have more individual talent than the Bulls, so they're gonna win a game like that unless we keep executing. And yeah, exactly like you said, man, we stopped executing in the second half, started playing hero ball. Blakely had fifteen in the first half and finished with fifteen in the game. So, you know, that tells you something right there. Um yeah, the Bulls just kind of got out of their rhythm and started playing this one-on-one iso ball, which which really didn't make any sense because when they're moving the ball, like you said, and they're playing, you know, buying into whatever Fred's trying to do out there, it does look okay and it was sustainable. But you know, they only gave up 103, but they gave up I think what 62 in the second half. 62 in the second half. 62 yeah. in the second half, which is crazy. Yeah, because I remember looking up at the score at one point and I was like, the Lakers had like 50 points, yeah. 55 points with like six minutes left yeah. in the third. And then they went off. And then they went off and kind of and kind of just took it from there. But it was frustrating to see the the kind of just <clears throat> game plan just kind of implode, and they were just kind of out there just running around, yeah. doing whatever they wanted. And that falls on the coaching too. Like Fred has to bring that in. Like this is a young team; they got to listen to you. So you got to call a timeout. You got to bring that in. You got to put in somebody who's going to stabilize the offense. Whatever you need to do, you got to rein that in. And I don't I don't think he did a good job of that. Absolutely. He benched Blakeney, but that was about it. He left Holiday in there. Holiday was jacking up everything. He was two for ten um, from three. So I mean, yeah, you you got to do something about that. I agree, and I I'll, I'll, I will say this: Marketing was four of seventeen from the field, but he, he was still finding a way to make an impact on the, the game. Fourteen boards, fourteen boards. He was he was making the right basketball decisions mm-hmm. a lot. Right. The shots that he were missing, a lot of them were good looks. Right. So like. You're going to have those nights where you're 4 of 17, all that type of stuff. But he was making the right basketball play more times than not. He was crashing the glass. He was he was getting after it. His jumper just wasn't falling. Right. Which on the flip side, like when most more times than not, when like a Denzel Valentine's not shooting well. He's taking up bad shots. He's taking bad shots. Right. And he's not impacting the game at all, whereas marketing can he come in. He was rebounding. Getting, like you said, he was getting good looks. He just The jumper wasn't falling. He had a big three late in the game for the Bulls um, that I think tied it up. But, yeah, man, I mean, he's okay with that. Again, like, his is completely different than Holiday going two for 12. Holiday was shooting bad shots. You know, everything that Markkinen was getting was within the rhythm of the offense. And also the defense was all over him. If you saw that, they were sending two at him. At one point, they sent two guys with him, and that was when Porter's crashed to the board. Dunn hit him with a beautiful pass on the inside, and Porter's finished. So the defenses are now paying attention to Markkinen. So he's going to have nights like that. Um but again, everything that he was doing was within the flow of the offense. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's a that's a big point to make. Let's talk about my boy Felicio. <laughs> Is he borderline unplayable right now? He he played twelve minutes last night. Yep, had two rebounds, no points, no assists, and was just kind of not. He was just out there. I mean, I, I don't think it's a huge deal if he becomes unplayable, but, I mean, we did give him that cash. They gave him the money, yeah. We did pay him a little bit. So it's kind of disheartening a little bit to see him go out there and play 12 minutes when, mo- when more times than not he's an energy guy that goes out there, hustles, sets great screens, and he just was a non-factor yesterday. A non- he was a non-factor's <laughs> non-factor. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's already – we're not asking him to do a ton. Yeah. And then you come out and what we're asking you to do, you're not even doing that well. So I wonder with Felicio, man, if they don't like playing – maybe they don't like playing him with Markkinen. 
maybe they feel that defensively they just give up too much with Felicio and Markkinen and they'd rather go with Lopez down there if you're going to have Markkinen playing all those minutes and Markkinen closing out the games. That's the only thing I can think of because Felicio is not a, he's not a great defender. Um, I mean, he hustles, you know, things like he that. He tries. He tries, but he, he just doesn't have it. So with him and Markkinen, you're really giving up stuff down low if a team wants to pound you like that. The Lakers went small yesterday, so it might, you know, again, maybe he just didn't fit into the game plan yesterday. Um, I don't know if he's unplayable. He just doesn't look very, very good. Si- and very situational. Yeah, he's very situational. Again, like, yeah, I think he can get really hot and look really good, but I don't know if you can depend on him night after night um, to be that player. Again, they're only paying him $8 million a year. He's 25 years old. He'll continue to develop. It's a bad team. They might just be trying to find their best rotation right now, and he, you know that might end up having him on it, especially if they look to move Lopez, which will open up minutes for him. But you know, I don't know, man. With Miritich out, it should open up more spots uh, or more minutes for the, in the rotation for him, but it's just not. So, and Miritich, we're going to get to him. Yeah, we will talk about. We're going to talk about Miritich coming up here yeah, in a sec. Soft ass Miritich. But I do want. <laughs> you said Downey, Downey Miritich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super Downey, bro. Let's talk about. <laughs> I want to. So this was my first or second real full forty-eight minute look at Lonzo Ball. Yeah, I know you got an opinion on it. Yeah, I want to talk to you about what you saw him going up against Chris Dunn because I mean it, it even seemed like Chris Dunn had a little <laughs> extra for him. Like, yeah, Lonzo Ball. Like, I'm gonna show y'all that I can play ball. Like, this is if even Chris Dunn is getting up. A little extra and to play Lonzo Ball. It seems Ball. like everybody is, and like I guess one of the issues I had, I don't, I don't know, man, because it's, it's so it's eighteen games into his career, and I don't want to be one of those people that kills him early, like things like his jumper and stuff like that. Like I'm not gonna kill him about that. That could all just be mechanics. That could all just be getting used to playing in the NBA, whatever it might be. The thing that concerns me the most about him is number one, it looks like he plays slow. Like he he, he on he kind of just his his hands are always down. His body language is terrible. He looks disinterested. I texted you last night. I'm like, dude, does this dude like playing basketball? Like, it seems like he's just not having fun out there. Um, no emotion. No emotion at all. He's not talking out there. Like, he's supposed to be a general out there. He's not talking out there. He doesn't seem aggressive. Um, That's kind of how and, he's always been, But, yeah, you know, right? he's always been lax and, like, real chill. So it's one of those things, like, you, you kind of look at it. It's like, okay, is he one of these guys where he only likes it when it's easy for him? You know, or he only likes it when he's playing with a lot of really good talent so he can kind of do his thing? Like, you know, is he not – the type of guy who's going to grind out through a bad 82-game season and go out there and give his all. It's just – it didn't look right, man. I don't know. Like, he looks so good in college. Like, he looks so can't miss. Like, everything about him, I was like, that's going to translate. You know, he's got unbelievable vision. He's 6'7". The jumper is slow and all that, but it'll come around. Or even if it doesn't come around, like, he's just got physical skills that that translate. And I didn't see that yesterday, man. I haven't seen that in the few games I've watched him. He's averaging seven assists, which isn't bad, right? That's a lot of assists for a rookie, but I don't know, man. He he, the the body language and the facial expression really bothers me. His confidence is in the toilet. I can tell you <laughs> yeah, that right yeah, now. Yeah. You can see that. You got the haircut. <laughs> everything, like about everything he yeah, does. Yeah, confidence is a funny thing, right? And his right now is not there. He's got no swag because. He's always kind of let the game come to him. Right. That's the old, the old saying. Like he's UCLA. a cool dude. He's very laid back. He kind of just goes with the flow of the game. And I, I want to say in the NBA, he's going to need to be a little more aggressive. Right. Especially when they're looking. 
he doesn't have a t- he doesn't have he's not playing next to a mellow right. a pure score where he can kind of defer all the time. Right. He's going to have to get a little more aggressive and that's that's something that I guess maybe we'll see if it's in him or not because I mean we're we're going to see. Right. So I don't know, man. You're right, though. The body language is bad. Body language is bad, bro. The confidence is not there. You know mm-hmm. what? Do you remember when, like, they showed a clip of like the first through the first 15 games, like shooting percentage, and it was like him, Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. and someone else. Jason Kidd. Kid. Yeah, Jason Kidd is like his comp right yeah. now. The difference, like Lonzo's first jumper last night in the first quarter. Hit the other side of the backboard. <laughs> like all backboard. You know what I'm saying? And it takes like 10 seconds yeah, to get up. <laughs> I'm talking about all backboard. Yeah. And like yeah. when it hit the glass, I look down at the bottom of the screen at him, kind of puts his head <laughs> yeah, down yeah. and like does like a little spin around Turns and gets around. Back. Yeah, just yeah. The difference with like a Russell Westbrook is like, dude, he could be over 19. Yeah. And he's pulling up. And you would think he was staying today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, that's kind of the difference in the whole thing. It's like, he's going to have to shake that off. And if it's and if the confidence needs to come from his coaching staff, his players, his pops, whoever. Somebody. He just needs to get out there and keep firing. And, I, mean, sh- I mean, yo, fuck it. Like, the whole season shoot 30%. But he can do it. Yeah, shoot right? it with confidence and play with confidence. You know what it takes me back to? And, like, again, I, again, I want to kill this dude 18 games into the season, but it takes me back to that tournament game against Kentucky against Fox when Fox came at him and he Ball didn't want no part of it. Yeah. Right? It's a great point. And Ball didn't want any part of it. And everybody was like, yo, Fox, Fox killed him at, like, 30 points. Yeah, 30 plus. Yeah. yeah. Killed him, right? And uh, it seems like now in the league where people are bringing it to him or the game is just that much harder, it just seems like he kind of like – he doesn't want it, man. Like even when the Lakers were playing their best last night, he wasn't on the floor. Like they went to Josh Hart. You know what I mean? Like it's it's something with him. And you're 100% right, man. It's confidence. He doesn't look confident and he just doesn't look like he wants to be out there. And I told you, maybe he want, needs to get out of L.A. Like, maybe people don't think about the amount of pressure that is. Like, he's an L.A. high school star, played at UCLA, now's playing for the Lakers, can't escape this fucking family. Like, you might love his dad, like, whatever it might be, but, like, yo, that's a lot of pressure. It's enough playing for the Lakers and playing in L.A. Like, it's you know true, what I mean? Bro. Like, you can't, you can't discount something like Giannis' situation playing in Milwaukee and that that doesn't benefit him. You know what I mean? Because... There's so much less noise. But when you're playing for your hometown and your hometown happens to be the second largest city in the United States of America and the large, one of the largest media markets in the world, and there's already a spotlight on you and everybody's bringing it to you on the court, like, you can't even go to the court and have fun and escape that shit. That dude, That's a great point. Look at him, man. He looks shook. He does. He looks shook. I'm telling you, the body language was bad. His jumper's not falling. Like, he could shoot in college. He always had that weird jumper that takes a minute, but he could hit it. He was going to the cup last night, and shit wasn't even falling. Like, this what can not, he do? This shit's not even close, It's though. not close. Like, it looks like he has no type of feel. Nothing. Neil, uh, Neil Funk last night, <laughs> I, I lost my mind. I was crying on the couch. Neil Funk, after one of Lonzo's jumpers, just an absolute brick, goes... And I quote, Lonzo Ball has the touch of a blacksmith. I lost <laughs> it, bro. Because that was like a fact. It's the truth. Like, when he's going to the basket, it's going off the side of the off backboard. Off the backboard. Yeah. Like, 
if, for example, when marketing was missing, it was back iron, bro. Like, right. You're like, oh, he just missed just it. Just missed it, yeah. Dude, Lonzo's throwing up absolute bricks. Yeah. Shit's hitting the side of the backboard. Shit's not even close to going in. So that's a good point, man. I mean, that's so funny. He's a high school guy. Yeah. UCLA guy in LA. Then he goes to the Lakers. Then he's dealing with family shit. His dad's on CNN. His Wilding brother's out, out yeah. in Did China. Did you see that shit on CNN? Yeah, that was the most ridiculous. <laughs> I watched the entire thing. That was the most ridiculous 22 minutes I've ever seen in my entire LeVar, life. Hey, LeVar said, did you thank the doctor? Yeah, yeah. He gave you more. He's like, like, Como, Mo? Like, yeah, like, that was just. Look, that's, that's that, a good point, yeah. though. I just think, you know, then, that like, could be it. His sanctuary. Is the court. Is the court. And then Pat Beverly's in his ass every First night. game, in his ass. Chris Dunn is in his ass yeah. last night. It's I getting to the point where, Chris, like you said, now you got Chris Dunn feeling like, yo, I can take this dude out of his game. Right. And then, yeah, the basketball court's his sanctuary, and then he's talking to the media every day. They're asking him Dunk. all types yeah, of Yeah, why'd shit. you get a haircut? He's you know, like, compared yeah. to Jason Kidd. Yeah, he's just I like, mean, I just want to play ball. Man, he's like, yeah. damn, yeah. Yeah. Right. You know That's what I mean? Point. So, like, if, if Lonzo Ball had been drafted by Philly, say, like, would this be happening right now? Maybe not. You so, know? they need to get the sports psychologist on the, on the line. They need to get somebody on the line. He needs, to, need go, to, get he needs somebody to go sit on the down line. with the sports psychologist. Yeah. And now his dad is coming out talking about the coaching. He said Luke Walton can't coach him. He didn't like, say that. He, he didn't say that. He, he said, said they coach him soft. He wasn't. He kept. He never said Luke Walton. He okay. kept saying Lakers. Yeah. But I mean, he's saying the whole coaching staff. It's different now. Whatever. It's different now. Now the Lakers need to. Now Magic needs to put that phone call in. Like, look here, bro. You you need to you you can go do your shit with Chris Como and whoever the fuck you want to. That's fine. You you need to you need to chill right now. You know what I mean? This is our situation. Bottom line, we're paying your son five or six million dollars to play basketball for our organization. We don't need you coming in with all that. That's that that I knew I, I was waiting for it to happen when he would start criticizing the Lakers. Yeah, Seriously. and we're there. Eighteen games. I in. mean, dude, we could talk about this Lon. This is fascinating, actually. It, it is. We could really talk about this Lonzo Ball thing for it a is. whole hour and a half. I wish he was on the Bulls. We could talk about and, this every day. And you can because he doesn't talk about. He doesn't give you anything. Yeah, that dude won't give you anything. It's just straight. You know. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. He's done. So I mean. It is fascinating. We can talk about Markel Fultz too. That's fast, another fascinating. That is one. another fascinating thing. But just let's just just the reason going into the game that I was excited about it was because of all the 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 young talent. Kyle Kuzma, nice. is a ball player. Shoot it. He has that trash one hundred tattoo on his shoulder. Yeah. yeah, that shit is whack. It's whack. Yeah. Hooper though. Yeah, he balls. <laughs> he's got. He's got he's, yeah, he can stroke it. He Jordan. shoots. He plays with confidence. Yeah. That's the thing. Like he plays with confidence. He was shooting it with confidence. He passes like he was moving the ball. He was yep. making smart decisions. He wasn't forcing anything. Game was kind of coming to him. Jordan Clarkson, Jordan plays Clarkson, with confidence. You know what? Big props to Jordan Clarkson because he's probably been their best player over there for a couple years. Now. Yeah, yeah. And he's coming off the bench now because of this whole Lonzo Ball stuff. Yeah. And he probably knows deep down he shouldn't be coming off the bench. Yeah. But he's taking that in stride, doing whatever I he needs think to he do loves for the being organization. In LA too. He loves being in LA. Loves LA. You, if you hear his interviews and talking Bro, about chicks, and he's dated like yeah, he's dated yeah. supermodels like all times. He loves it. Yeah, he like knock off the bench, just keep me in L.A. That's he, fine. I'm he's good. He's chilling. I remember <laughs> uh, he signed for fifty mil, right? Yeah, I think a couple years ago. It was one of those weird deals where as a second round pick, you can sign a new deal after two years and you get a huge raise in like the third year or something. And I remember thinking like, man, he's been playing so well. If he would have waited a little bit, like he probably could have got like sixty five, seventy. Yeah. But he's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm bro. good. I'm in L.A. I'm gonna t- I'll take this fifty. I'm gonna hang out with these chicks. I'm gonna play ball in front of Jack Nicholson. Like that's cool. I'll bro, take the fifty. Unless you're, I, I got, I got. <laughs> my opinion is, unless you're a superstar, bro, you got to take the money, 
or you end up like uh, who's my man's Nerlens Noel turned down seventy million last year. Yeah, came to free agency this year. Nobody huge, wanted to sign him. Huge jack. Signed for two million. Yeah, huge, huge yeah. mistake. Huge mistake. Take the money. But dude, Kyle Kuzma, <clears throat> Brandon Ingram. Ingram looks nice. I don't know what he is this like is exactly, a, but he's funny, he's nice. This is a funny thing to say, <coughs> but he kind of looks like a baby Ben Simmons a little bit. They're both big frames, long. Yeah, goes can go to the when, when Brandon Ingram wanted to go to the rack last night. Anytime he got he to the rack to, anytime, yeah, he anytime, wanted. anytime he wants to, and he's like seven feet tall. Right, exactly. So like him and him and Ben Simmons can be very similar players. I, I'm not, I'm not saying he's uh, as good as Ben Simmons. Yeah, Simmons is a different. Yeah, he's a yo, different. Look at Sim, Simmons is almost averaging a triple double. Nobody's yeah. talking. He's averaging like eighteen, nine, and eight. But that's why I said baby Ben Simmons, right? Yeah. Like if he could, if he if he keeps working on his game, his outside perimeter game. And his defense, Brandon Ingram can be a very big I, problem. Yeah, I see. It. I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know what exact. Like he's he's like a two that's like seven feet tall, kind of a three. Like yeah, it, it's nice though, man. Second year in the league, like yeah, you said, he, he exactly. he's getting better. He's averaging what like sixteen points a game now. They're giving him minutes. If he starts shooting it out, and I don't think he can't shoot. I just don't think he does. Um, if he starts shooting that ball outside, he's gonna be a problem. When he wanted to go to the basket last night, he literally he got was, there. He yeah. got there. So that, I was very impressed. He's by huge. That. Yeah. Um. Contavious Caldwell Pope, big props out to him because literally the first twenty minutes of the game he didn't touch the ball one time out. Yeah, I mean like, and when I say touch the ball, it, he didn't touch the pass, he didn't touch anything. Yeah, didn't, still didn't force anything. Ended the game with twenty one points on six of eleven and played thirty nine minutes. And huge fourth quarter. I think he had eleven points in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, huge threes. He was flinging it with confidence. Yeah, shout out Contavious Caldwell Pope. Great name, also. Yeah, KCP. Um, KCP. Shout out Clutch Sports. <laughs> yes. So Contavious Caldwell Pope signed with the Lakers in the offseason for one year, twenty three million dollars, which is a lot of money for Contavious Caldwell Pope. It's clutch. But he's he's represented by Clutch Sports, who want to do a good deed. Or the Lakers want to do a good deed for Clutch Sports. Clutch Sports. Because Clutch Sports has a pretty big free agent coming up next year that the Lakers want. Yes, so they do. shout out Clutch Sports. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not, if you're in the NBA, you're not paying attention right now. You need to go get up with Clutch because their clients are getting taken care of. Yo, low key, J.R. Smith. They're all, they're all. Tristan Thompson got a max deal. They're all getting taken care of all around the league. Yeah, all around the league. Everybody wants to put money in the LeBron fund, and it's crazy. Like, there's no rules against LeBron making money off all these <laughs> signing contracts because he is a, own, a part owner of Clutch or his company owns Clutch Sports. That's a good point. Yeah. But I mean, he's he's just saying he ain't got hey, shit to do with it. Hey, um, I ain't got nothing to do with it. I just, I just have lunch hey, with these guys, hey, and they was, just and they mad. just sign with Clutch. That's Mav and Rich in them, man. <laughs> I don't know what they're up to. <laughs> I don't know what they're up to. <laughs> what those guys are doing. I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> nothing, just, I'm just here to play ball. I just come to lunch sometimes, <laughs> yeah. and then they sign with Clutch Sports. They send some papers in front of me. I sign them. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's I'm just going. I'm going to just work out. So yeah, shout out, shout out KCP for getting with Clutch, and yeah, he he was flinging it with confidence, and you knew he was going to hit those shots last night too. Yeah. And when he let that second one go, I was like, you can't let KCP do that. Yeah. So I mean, that was an interesting game last night. Let's talk. Uh, getting back to the Bulls, we just we just had a little had a little side talk about the Lakers, which yep. was, it was a fun game. Bulls played the Lakers. It was oh, and the final score <laughs> by the way, one hundred three ninety four. Mm-hmm. Lakers took the took the W. Bulls fall to three and twelve. One and eight on the road. Um, let's talk about Nikola Mirotic. You got some things to say. You got a you got a you got a hot take on your on your tongue. You've been you've been you've been trying to get off. Tell me tell me how you feeling about Mirotic because I mean I, I have a I have a feeling 
I feel I feel some some way similar. Just, just get over it, pretty much. I mean, at this point in time, like it, it's pretty clear by the reaction of the Bulls. I don't think we even need to talk about it at this point, but by the reaction of the Bulls, the reaction of the teammates, everything like that, that most people think Miritich was bogus in this situation. That he almost got what's coming to him. Yeah, eight game suspension. No teammates came out and said he was bo- that Portis was bogus. They all love him when he comes back. You know, everybody's high fiving him his first practice back. Whatever. Um, at this point, man, Miritich needs needs to come. He is back at work, but he needs to stop acting like a baby. You know what I mean? And just grow up. The Bulls are paying you thirteen million dollars to play basketball this year. He's talking about he doesn't want to share a locker room with Portis. He's demanding a trade, whatever it might be. He was taking all day to come back to work. And uh, you know we're not Paxson fans out here, out here at all, but I got to give props to Paxson for standing up to it. They asked him about it. Paxson had a great quote. He said, I think what has to be understood is that we weren't going to be in a position to continually accommodate those needs, which are, you know, Miritich training away from the team and everything like that. When he started to get healthy because he's on our roster, it's incumbent on him to be around when the team's around. That's just part of it. I look at it this way. We want him to start coming around more, and it is on him to do that. Um that's just pretty point blank. He's telling me, you need to show up to work, man. You're healthy enough to come back to work. We're not going to pay for you to have a trainer outside of there. We're not going to let you train wherever you want to, be away from the team, all that. I think they asked him about a trade, and uh, Paxson was like, we're not going to trade somebody just to trade him. He's on our roster. We're paying him. Um, I respect that, man. This dude needs to get over it. You got knocked out. It happened a month and a half ago now at this point. Show up back to work. He's soft. He's soft. You want to come at somebody, you know, you want to do all that. Look, you got what was coming to you, man. Just deal with it. Man up. It's all good. It this, is a, this is the thing. I, it's funny because Bobby, I think, is one of those guys, and I think he's even said this, that if Miritich were to just go down and sit down with him for a sec, they could squash that. 100%. Be like, yo, it's man, over with. It's I apologize. Dead. This is what happened. Woo-woo. It's like, yo, Bobby's like, yo, man, I, I apologize. I, I overreacted. I'm sure Bobby would eat it, be like, yo, man, I apologize. I shouldn't have hit you. Hey, Mirchis could come out and apologize like, yo, I shouldn't, right. I shouldn't have been instigated I'll buy, I'll buy like dinner that. or something like right. that, and man. Right, just squash yeah, that shit. Yeah. Whole thing, wholeheartedly. It's one, It's almost at the end of the day would make them closer. Yeah. They'd probably be better homies after that. You know right. what I mean? If he would just accept it and kind of move on from it. But, I mean, dude, the world is soft, man. Everybody's soft out here. The majority of the people are soft out here. Yeah. Ask Baker Mayfield. <laughs> shout, out, <laughs> shout out Baker Mayfield. Hey, hey Baker Mayfield <laughs> will tell you these cats are soft, bro. Um... But yeah, yeah but either way, man. I mean, here's the thing, bro. Like you're 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 getting paid by the team, man. It happened. It happened. Teammates fight, and this one might have been a little bit more extreme, and you might have gotten your face broken, and you might have had to miss a couple months of the season. But it is what it is, man. Come back to work. You know what I mean? And I, and I love again. I love that Paxson pretty much said the same exact thing. I think he had another quote where he was a little bit more direct about it. It's like, yo, it's it, you need to come back to work, and then when you're ready to play, don't think that when you're ready to play, you're not gonna play. Like, we are paying you money. You are actively getting paid by the Chicago Bulls to be a part of this roster. It's a bad situation, though, It's right? a bad situation. So, if Paxson says, yo, when, if, you're, if you're healthy, you need to be playing, and he's and then Hoiberg puts him in the game, and he goes out there and he's bullshitting because he really doesn't care. Well, he lost his spot anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. But then what, though? He could make himself not a part of the team. I mean, he could go out there and lollygagging. But it's, it would look terrible for him. Yeah. But he already got a little bit of cash. Well, because here's the he's thing. He's overpaid that, that, as that, is. That second year is a team option. The Bulls don't pick up his option. No NBA roster. He might He might already, other NBA rosters might be looking at him right now and saying, we don't know if we really want to sign a guy like this. No one came to his defense. Not one person. Yeah. And you know he, what I mean? And he's, he, he's not a good enough shooter where you could look past all that. Yeah. 
Because he's a shooter that can't shoot. He's a shooter that can't shoot. <laughs> he's a mythical shooter. He's a mythical shooter. He has the, man, but when he was hot, those spurts, were, man, he would get. Yeah, but they're few and far between. Few and far between, for sure. He's not consistent. So what do you do? You make him play? You put him out yeah, there? Yeah, you make him play. You make him do his job. You start him? No. Well, you start Laurie Markkinen. You put him, you give him his proper spot in the rotation. I mean, you if you look at it, if Portis is playing better than him right now, and Markkinen's obviously playing better than him right now, and you have more to, to gain with Markkinen playing, then guess what? He's your third forward. Deal with it. He's going to play 10 minutes? You're getting paid, bro. He's going to play 10 minutes? A million a minute. Fine. That's great. As long as every two weeks the check shows up in the mail, he, he can't say anything. I don't have time for that, man. Yeah. I, I, I just don't. I don't have time for that. You're getting paid. You knew what it was. <laughs> I don't have time for that, bro. Because, you know, like you, you poke the bear, bro. You know what I mean? And maybe out playing in fucking for real Madrid, you can do that shit and nobody's going to hit you in your face. But, like, I'm sorry, man. Like, you can't you can't keep doing that. He he thinks he's way better than he is. Exactly. And he thinks he can demand that I'm going to do this and do that right. because I'm so valuable to this team. And, no, sorry, bro, that's not the case. Well, I read something that said that they, they said that when he walked in this year, he had, like, a swagger to him. And, like, he was everybody thought he was being real arrogant. He was kind of being, like, a dick about everything. So, I mean, hey, look. He was on his Jimmy Butler? He was on his Jimmy Butler, but he's not. <laughs> he was on his but, Jimmy but Butler, but he's not Jimmy Butler, like Jimmy but he Butler? can't play like Jimmy Butler. Just because you got paid and everybody's looking at you saying you got paid and Portis plays the same position of you and thinks that he's better than you and you're making five times as much money as him and you're flaunting it like you're that dude. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It should be interesting. But show up to work. Bulls are at the Jazz uh, tonight, 8 p.m. Wednesday, 11-22. Getting getting a little tip off before uh, Thanksgiving. Check them out. Nick the Quick, let's jump over to the Chicago Bears Dropped the game to Detroit on Sunday, 27-24. They moved to 3-7. and Kind of where we expected them to be. Yep. Um, I was shocked by the start of the game. Yeah. We looked good. We're going to just jump right into it. When we started, the way the Bears came out to start this game and, and go up 10-0 is how I expected them to come out against Green Bay out of the bye. Right. So I was a little shocked by that. It was like flip-flop, like – we're playing a bad Green Bay team. We come out like shit. Then we're playing a good, solid Detroit Lions team. Right. And we come out like gangbusters. Balling, right. So. Opening up the playbook a little bit. Opened up the playbook. Was letting Trubisky throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Shaheen was out there running around. Had some flashes of this baby Gronk. That He's an wanted. athlete. Yeah. He's a good athlete. That people wanted to compare him to uh, when we drafted him and you know early in the season and all that. So, how'd you feel about the game start? How'd you feel about the overall game in general? We can kind of break it down. I thought the Bears looked, like, just like you said, man, coming out the gate, the Bears looked great. Trubisky was throwing it nice. The play to Shaheen for the touchdown was beautiful. Um, he looked confident. They were allowing him to open up a little bit. Still not too much, you know, huge downfield plays, but, hey, we don't have the personnel for that. But, again, man, it looked like Loggins was kind of giving him something to work with and allowing him to flex his muscles a little bit. Um, I mean, the first drive, 13 plays, 70 yards. Yeah. We had the ball for like six and a half minutes. Right. I was like, man. That was a good good drive. That was a great drive. That was a beautiful drive, right. The play calling was there. Yep. It was like how a team should come out after at home, after a week of practice, 
ready to go. That's what the first drive looked and, like. And that touchdown to Shaheen, correct me if I'm wrong, that was off a little rollout too, right? Of course. On the move. On the move, man, in short, in, in, inside the red zone, that he he's a weapon. Absolutely. You know what I mean? He's a weapon. Inside the red zone, Um, that, that Trubisky to Shaheen is going to be very nice. Trubisky's awesome on the rollout like that. So, again, yeah, that looked great. Um, And then, you know, the second quarter happened. Second quarter happened. They they dropped three touchdowns. <laughs> three touchdowns in the second quarter. They were moving the ball. It was – I don't even know how to really explain. The, I mean, Detroit has a good offense, right? Yeah. And they kind of just imposed their will on us a little bit. We were having – we have a hard time, in my opinion, with – a pass first squad. Like when people try to run the Which ball, one hundred percent is what Detroit is, has, and always will be. I With, think there was a stat, dude. I'm pretty sure there was a stat out there. I think he either never has or has only had one like a hundred yard, a thousand yard rusher in his entire career. Stafford to play behind him. Like they, they just don't. They don't. Run they, the don't ball. they don't run the ball, and they don't get running backs. They don't care about. Running they don't care ball. about it. They're um. We have a hard like we thrive. It's we thrive off hitting people in the mouth, Ground and stopping pound. the run, mm-hmm. and putting people in third and eight, third and nine, having them play our game. Exactly. Yep. These Stafford and those boys in the second quarter were coming out throwing it on first, throwing it on second, right. throwing it on third. Doesn't matter. Didn't matter. So that's where we had a little bit of trouble. They were kind of opening us up a little bit. Um. Once they put up the twenty-one piece in the second quarter, coming out of half, we never the. the we were – the defense stepped it up in the second half. They we, they only gave up six points, a couple field goals. Yeah. But I thought the defense actually played really well in the second half. Really well. I think that's the thing with our defense. Like, they look good for large portions of the game, but then they just have, like, quarters like the second quarter where they implode. But overall, I thought the defense, yeah, in the second half played very well. Just to, to give a little numbers, Jordan Howard, 15 carries, 125 yards. Why do you have 15 carries? Should shouldn't that be more like twenty five? Yeah, it's a close game. We're not. It's not like we need to be throwing the ball a ton. I feel like Jordan Howard should have been, should have had more touches. He was running the ball very very well. Yeah, well, Trubisky also had six runs and yeah. Cohen had nine. So there's fifteen rushes right there, and you can't argue with letting Trubisky run it the way that he was running it the other day. And Cohen, um, you know, I think he finally had a he's he's been cold the last few weeks. I think he had a decent game. I mean, yeah, the we, other had two, day. we had two twenty two on the ground. Yeah. So they spread it out a little bit. Yeah. How did you feel? Okay, let, let's talk about the final drive. Yeah. That's that's the positive piece, and then we're not going to dwell on this. It's Wednesday. It's already we got we got Philly next week, so we're already rolling there. Right. How did you feel about Trubisky and how he dealt with going down that final drive and, and, and getting us in field goal range? So right when it was about to start, I looked at my dad. I said, "Hey, we're going to see the Mitch Trubisky ninety second drill right now." You know, and uh, to me, it was brilliant. Great. The uh, the scramble was like a 25-yard scramble. Yeah, it was 4th and 16. So everybody remembers the scramble. The scramble was phenomenal, right? The thing that I remember is that right after the scramble, the very next play, he delivered an in-the-pocket, confident strike to Dontrell Inman that is one of the best passes I've seen Trubisky throw and was the throw that people said that he has the most trouble completing. Go back and watch that play. He stood in the pocket and delivered a strike. Eyes downfield. Locked in on him and just delivered a strike. That to me was all I needed to see. He's very composed. He's composed, man. It, and he want and he knew that's what I'm saying. He stood in there when he delivered that ball. I was like, this is this is a completion. He stood in there and it was just confidently thrown. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, he's composed, man. 
Do you ever you know when they do that zoom in that zoom in look on quarterback's face and you can kind of see a quarterback like he's, you can read he's his rattled. mind almost yeah like by looking at his face yeah he's looking left looking he's right and it's kind of like, just yeah. like all over the place right when they show him he's very quiet mm-hmm. very composed and he, yeah he's just young dude just that shows a lot of composure which yeah. I like a lot and the run I mean the run was phenomenal man first off he felt the blitz from the backside. Broke like two tackles and then yeah, took it off for twenty five, which it, it was it was phenomenal. But the the throw, I can't talk enough about the throw that he delivered afterwards. It was beautiful. And then Connor Barth came in and fucked. Are it we all not? Up. Are we not being hard enough on Trubisky? No, I don't think so, man. I think um, the the issues are definitely there. Like you can see where he struggles. He's not very accurate. He, uh, I see. I, I but he's raw. I think he's raw. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think that he's he's. I don't, I'm not saying he's he has a future as an inaccurate quarterback. I'm just saying he he is raw. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I think I was listening to like Bill Simmons and they were talking about, and I noticed this about him too. He sometimes does this thing where he runs backwards for like 15 steps and then tries to launch the ball out. You know what I mean? Like if you notice that, start watching him. Sometimes he'll run backwards in his drops and he'll be back like 10 yards. Like instead of doing a seven, seven step, seven kinda, step is like a twelve step. He drop. hits a seven that kind of fades. <laughs> yes, backwards. it fades back a little bit. Tries to throw it off there, which again is just him learn how to play the position at the NFL level, learn how to take um, snaps out of the out of you know from under center and everything like that. But no, I don't, I don't think so, man. I think I think I think we're properly hard on him. Yeah, his flaws are there, like you see it, but I think it's all developmental. Like you can see when a guy just can't play the position, and I, I don't and I don't feel that about I don't him. feel that way at all about him. You know, I, I just think he's raw, and we but we knew that. It's like when you look at like Brent Hundley and like Deshaun Kaiser, I'm can't like, play. These dudes can't play. Can't play in the NFL. Or who was the dude? Perriman was that his name? Oh, no, Perriman. Peterman. Peterman. Yeah, can't cannot play. Cannot play. Cannot in play in the NFL. It's just you're not. This is not for you. Joe Flacco right now cannot play in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Flacco got his ring. He's, he's good. And he got paid. He's good. He's like, good. He's not tripping. Yeah, he's fine. He could play if he wanted to, <laughs> yeah. but he doesn't want he doesn't to. Doesn't he doesn't give a fuck. Care. Yeah, he's good. T Sizzle needs to get in his ass. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised Terrell Suggs hasn't been in his ass well, hey, like man, in like the you media. Need, like you need like, to play. Yo, you're like, wilding you're, right you're now. Trash. Yeah, you're I think, trash. I think he's like one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL rating wise. T Sizzle Terrell Suggs, I thought would be would be in his ass by now but, in the media somewhere. But no, man. Yeah, I think again, man. Like you said, he and he also has that confidence about him. He doesn't look shook out there. So no, nah, he man. Doesn't. Like I, 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 you know, we haven't seen too many quarterbacks develop out here so this is kind of new for us but from what i've seen so far it looks good i, I really like it i like how he looks man he doesn't throw a lot of picks either with no weapons yeah yeah yes two glennon was out there throwing throwing the ball to everybody else and turning <laughs> the ball over left and right. right trubisky had the fumble um and that that center quarterback exchange we've been talking about this all <laughs> year it's been an issue all year yeah Draft a center. Five, five, I mean, I don't know. They say it was Trubisky's fault. Whatever. Who cares? That has been an issue all year, and you can't not. You cannot have those issues because they lead to touchdowns. I know this is Tom Brady, but like, when's the last time you saw Tom Brady drop a snap? Never. Probably ten years. Never. 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 It's fundamental. Rogers, it's basics. Never. That's basics. And I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to compare Trubisky to those guys, but like, that's a that that cannot happen. But ever. you know what centers do in practice? They snap. They snap to the backups. All day. I mean, they, day they, they 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 block, but I mean, they're specialists too. They snap. So I mean, like that that can't be an issue. You need to get that corrected. And you need to find a competent center. Little shit like that is the difference between you know winning games and losing them. Let's talk about Philly next week. Can we catch them sleeping a little bit? Not at all. They've been st- <laughs> they've been steamrolling everybody. Wait, give me give me a sec. They've been steamrolling everybody. 
They're coming off Sunday night, crushing the Cowboys in Dallas. Killed them. It's Thanksgiving week. They're going to be maybe doing a little shopping on Friday with the fam. Can we catch them slipping a little bit? No, nah, I think if there, close? I think if there was a week to catch them slipping, it was going to be this game against the Cowboys. You know what I mean? Because everybody, everybody, everybody in the world was picking the Eagles on that game. So, and the Cowboys were down after the Ezekiel Elliott thing. So, I think if there was any game you were going to catch them slipping, it was going in too confident on Sunday night and losing that game. No, the Bears at home. It's a layup. The Eagles' defense is ridiculous, and you want to talk about a team who's going to come out and start throwing the ball. Yo, Carson Wentz is playing out of his mind right now. He's out playing, of his mind. He's playing out of his mind. Out of his I mean, mind. The play calling for him has been ridiculous. Ridiculous. Anytime anything breaks down, he makes a play, makes something happen. He doesn't. He doesn't throw interceptions. He doesn't turn the ball over. He mentally is in a great place. He studies crazy. I mean, so l- listen to this. All right, I'm looking at the Eagles right now. Right, the Eagles out of their last. Seven games have won six of them by double digits. So they're 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 pounding teams. They are pounding covering teams. spreads left and right. They're, they're, they're thirteen and a half point favorites uh, going in, uh, against the Bears game. No, I don't. We're not going to catch this team slipping. Not at all. So they cover that number easy. I don't know if they, yeah they cover that number yeah. I'll well, put it this way: I wouldn't put my money on the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. It's not a number I feel good about. Yeah. No, I don't think we catch them slipping. Because, no. Uh, the Bears aren't dangerous enough to catch them slipping. Man, we played a lot of good teams tough. It's been more, more times it's been at home. But yeah, but this, I wouldn't be surprised if we, we this, is a, this is a tighter game than the experts think. This is a great team, and the only team that they lost to was what, the, uh, the Chiefs, who at that time were playing lights out. That's no, that's no longer, yeah. by the way. So, but, I mean, they, they, they've killed everybody. They've only had two games, yeah, three games that were close all year. Yeah. They're good, man. They are good. They're good. Bears are in Philly on Sunday. We'll see what happens there. I think it's a little closer than Nick. And it's a tough place to play. It and it's tough, cold. Yeah, and the fans are just loving everything. Yeah, they love it. Oh, they, they love, love it. it right they got the Sixers going right now. They got uh, the Eagles going right now. Yeah, they're feeling themselves right now. right now, bro. <laughs> They've been through a lot of rough years with sports here, so they're they're back, man. No, I don't. I think that's a that's a bad game. Yeah, but I'm excited to watch Carson Wentz. And if Trubisky plays well against this defense, hey man, it's all part of the process. That, to take it from Philly, uh, yeah, trust the process. I was going to say, was that was that like a little Philly it was, it was shot? It's a little out? Philly shot right there. <laughs> it's all part of the process, baby. Trubisky. Yo, Nick the Quick back, man. Good to have you back for the episode, man. No catch up Chicago, for Chicago, by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little, with Nick the Quick. Make sure you go subscribe, review. Subscribe, review. All that. Follow. Five star it. Five star. Check Tell us a out friend. on YouTube. Talk about it at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, check us out, man. We out here, man. We're doing this weekly. No catch up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up.